everyone, welcome to the Beyond the Dance Floor podcast where we look at everything outside of the moves and the competitions and try to dive a little bit deeper. It's about history, mentality and connecting the dots between the dance and the other aspects of our lives. Today we talk with one of the original members of my crew, Filthy Feet, Dylan Thomas aka Dilioski. In this interview, Dylan provides great insight into the early days of the Victoria breaking scene as well as how our crew got started. He also talks about creating an isolation on Vancouver Island, his own Coast Salish First Nations art, as well as just a great look into how goofy and silly our crew can get. There's a lot of great info in here and maybe it gives some people a different look into how our crew actually is. Thanks a lot to Dylan for taking the time to share his experiences and just being a delight to chat with in general. Hope you all enjoy the chat. Peace. All right, welcome everybody to the podcast today. We've got a real treat. We have Dylan Dilioski from Filthy Free, Filthy, what did I say there? Filthy Free, <laughs> Filthy Feet, uh, out of Victoria, BC, Canada. Uh, one of the, I believe, original members of Filthy Feet. So yeah, today we'll get a lot of history on that and like uh, a lot of his background on Victoria's scene which is super interesting if people don't know yeah thanks for coming on thanks so much yeah I'm happy to be here and uh, excited to have this chat yeah yeah really excited um so to just start off maybe for people who don't know who you are might not know who you are do you mind just giving a little background and maybe how you like got into dance or got into hip-hop or whatever yeah yeah do, do you know it's funny um when you asked me to do this, I was starting to think about that. Mm-hmm. And I was like, it took me a while to piece it together. Um, I remember it was like literally being at like a grade eight dance or something. And somebody just knew how to do like that. I don't even know what it's called, like the coffee grinder or whatever that. Yeah, that yeah. Was <laughs> and then getting him to teach me how to do that. And then I was like, oh, that's so cool. You know? <laughs> yeah. And then, um, there was like a couple people at my school who um, like didn't break dance, but were like into hip hop and knew how to do like the odd work, move like the worm yeah, yeah. or maybe even like how to do a backspin. And uh, because I learned from one kid, I was like, oh, he knows how to do this. And then I went and learned from him this like other one move, one move. <clears throat> and then I just like was obsessed. And uh, um, soon after that, I went down to complex uh when you know complex the store oh yeah, yeah. Was it, it re- you know starting victoria they're pretty big in vancouver now um and uh so you know that was like the hip-hop place in town mm-hmm. so i went and asked them about uh anything that had to do with break dancing and they gave me some videos and i think it was like storms uh storms uh vhs mm-hmm. and um i think that's the only one i had for a while and so in complete isolation, like had no other people to dance with, I like set up a uh, piece of linoleum in like part of our like family room area. So like half the room became like a break dancing area <laughs> and uh, like cleared everything else to the other side of the room. And then I learned how to like from watching like Storm's videos, learned how to do like windmills and uh, turtles and those kind of things. Uh-huh. And then um, 
eventually heard that there was like breakdancing classes um, uh, in town. So I signed up for them and Nathan was the teacher. <laughs> and uh, Ryan was in the class. And um, for people who don't know, I'm, Nathan is another member of yeah, Filthy yeah. Pete, and Ryan is also another member. Yeah, 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 yeah. So that was like the the origin there. Well, yeah, Nathan was kind of already uh, like dancing with uh, Steve. Mm -hmm. So they had like a uh, Steve was another member of Filthy Pete, Good yeah, Flow, yeah. Um, and they were already kind of in a crew, uh, like a their idea of a crew, which was really funny. Um, <laughs> Like they didn't have anyone to battle or anything, but they did like performances and stuff together, right? Right. right. And then uh, yeah, so I went into that class, and I was like, uh, they were like literally teaching the basics. Like there was no advanced class; it was like six steps and stuff like that. So I, I when I came in, and I already like figured out how to do all like these like real basic power moves. Um, it wasn't like long before. I think I did like one class and Nathan asked me to teach with him because he was, uh, he didn't have anyone else. Uh, um, I think somebody had just left, like there used to be two people that taught it. And so I started teaching with Nathan and, um, yeah, we became really good buddies. I became really good buddies with Ryan through that. And then, um, yeah, that's kind of, uh, that was the beginnings there. Yeah. 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 Like I remember I talked with Nathan a while ago. And just like we were talking about this sort of thing, like the early days of, of breaking in Victoria and stuff. Yeah. It was like, I seem to remember this story happening. Like a lot of the knowledge that was around mm. was, came from like Steve yeah. and his knowledge came from like one video. Yeah. I yeah, think it exactly. was like, kind of like what, what happened with you, like mm -hmm, all mm -hmm. the knowledge about this breaking thing and hip hop culture. I think he had like beat street or something like that. <laughs> yeah. 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 It wasn't <laughs> even like a real B-boy video. It was yeah, like, yeah. Yeah. It was one scene from a movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so you get like all your knowledge. It's kind of crazy to think about that. Like, yeah, yeah. 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 And like, it, it, it's crazy. Like I, I'm realizing like how old I am. Like this is way before like YouTube or anything, right? Mm -hmm. Like, so, like knowledge was like, hard to come by. And if you didn't have like influences from around you, like you kind yeah. of got whatever you got, you know? Yeah. And um, yeah, I think I introduced like the, no, I think Steve did have seen the storm video. Like one of his friends had it who had danced in the past or something, but that'd be it. That became big among all of us. And uh, yeah, but it was a really, really strange scene. So like, they were like still doing the thing where they like wore crude colors and stuff like that. You know, <laughs> awesome. it was like really funny, and and we did too because like I was like uh, we were like the second crew in town, like the younger guys, and uh, we just copied everything Steve did, right? <laughs> and um, yeah, it's uh, yeah even like after we kind of went to Vancouver and realized like oh this isn't like people aren't still doing what they did in the eighties kind of thing. <laughs> And like got it, uh, kind of like got more involved with like the dance scene. Um, that isolation still played like I think a big role in our mm -hmm. like like development. Um, I think it helped us in some ways. Like uh, um, I think we yeah we had a pretty creative crew and was like uh, you know uh, had a lot of uh, kind of outside the box uh, things going on. But uh, also it was kind of like I think in the long run detrimental. Um, in some ways, like, uh, yeah, like for me personally, like definitely didn't have like, uh, enough, 
like foundation to like hit that next level you know like uh-huh. i kind of knew enough to like get by and, and i was like fairly creative so that kind of uh lifted me up but like it definitely was like a, a stump and i only know this with like hindsight like looking back now and like following b-boying a bit you know ever since i stopped dancing like mm-hmm. uh i can see like oh uh, yeah like that's what i should have done is like go back and work on that <laughs> right. foundational stuff so that i can kind of like work what i had working for me mm-hmm. into that um but um yeah like i didn't do that stuff at the time and i right. think a lot of us suffered from it um Nathan, when he went, moved to Vancouver and was, like, training with, like, uh, Rory and uh, Robin. And, and Robin himself was kind of in that same boat. But then he got, uh, Rory uh, moved back to Vancouver and a bunch of them moved to Vancouver. And they kind of, like, figured that out. And I mm-hmm. think they, and they really did take their, like, uh, you know, be going to the next level because of that, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, like, uh, for for people who aren't familiar with, like, lower mainland geography yeah like victoria is a city that's on an island that's like separate from vancouver maybe more people are familiar familiar with vancouver but yeah it's mm-hmm. vancouver is a city on the coast and then you take a ferry over to an island and then mm-hmm. there's victoria so yeah. it's like a little bit separate and it takes like i don't know several hours to get there so it's a bit of a trek to, to yeah. come into like um say vancouver or whatever but mm-hmm. like you said sometimes sometimes that isolation can be very beneficial and mm-hmm. it helps i think like foster this is something that came up with nathan too is mm-hmm. like it was it's like uh you go out and you see these things and you get this inspiration but then you come back into your like closed off yeah place without that influence and then you mm-hmm. you, you work with that information that you have it's kind of like i was listening to this too with like some other design like some design podcasts and they were talking about like restrictions are are sometimes really really beneficial to creating and having Mm -hmm. no restrictions is really difficult sometimes because you don't even know what you're operating within right or there's too many options right yeah for sure yeah no i agree with that 100 percent um even tying into like what i do now which is uh art art um I, uh, you know, it's a very, uh, it's one of those like few traditional arts that has like a really big like contemporary market. Hmm. And so you're always walking this like kind of fine line, like you have to be innovative to like stand out and stuff. Uh, Always like trying to like make sure that 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 traditional core is there and represented. And and, um, it's, uh, yeah, and and, like the, the restrictions I think are what make it like such a fun thing to do for me. Hmm. Um, even I had one exhibit where I didn't do Salish art. I just like kind of did more modern paintings and stuff. And it was funny because like, I think it's just kind of like, uh, um, yeah, just my instinct as do, being a pro Salish artist that like the whole concept for the show was I set these restrictions where I only use straight lines and circle fragments and seen hmm. what I could design using those. Hmm. Uh, so I like, had the grit baker and did that. And I, I was really happy with what I came out with. But like, I, yeah, I, as soon as I had like the idea, I was just like messing around one day and came up with some cool stuff. And I realized that's what I was doing. Once I had those like constraints in mind, I was just like all these designs flowed out. And that's why right. I... For, for like just a small period of my uh, life, uh, that's what I focused on. But I had to have those constraints. Like uh, mm-hmm. it was the only other time I ever like felt inspired to do something else, you know, mm-hmm. because of the constraints. Yeah. yeah. It became interesting to me. Yeah. Yeah. 
yeah it's like super super interesting that walking that fine line of like how many, mm -hmm. how much do you do you confine it how much do you open up and like yeah in and i think depending on the situation and what you're doing like it's always going to be a little different mm -hmm. um but yeah um can you talk a little bit about your your artwork and like yeah sure sure how how you got into that and like the kinds of things that you do yeah so um i've always been like a uh like a like a drawer like an illustrator in a sense like uh like some of my earliest memories are like me and my dad playing this like crude form of Pictionary where like we would just draw something until the other guy could figure out what it was, say it, and then it would be my turn. Oh, nice. And this is at like three years old, they said. And my, um, like I have ADHD, so like attention's always been like a very uh, scarce resource in my mind kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And uh, my mom said like once they figured out that I like drawing, I would just sit there and draw for like hours. <laughs> and like by, by like, you know, five years old it was like hours at a time you know mm -hmm. and um so i knew i like grow and nothing really grabbed me in school and i had a bunch of different ideas and stuff but um it was the only thing that i kind of did my whole life was uh like sketching and stuff like that you so like growing up it was like drawing like comic book heroes or mm -hmm. when i was younger wwe wrestlers <laughs> or wwf sorry at the time uh you know what i mean like uh drawing uh, pictures of them or yeah things like that um so like if you would ask me until i was like 15 i would have said i was going to be like a comic book illustrator or a cartoonist or something like that you know mm -hmm. and then uh you know you turn 18 and you're like okay it's probably not gonna happen <laughs> <laughs> and uh the uh uh, so I was like, okay, I graduated. I didn't know what I was going to do. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to try to find this pragmatic thing to do. So I'm going to go to Emily Carr. I'm going to become a graphic designer. It'll be like, at least it's this creative thing where uh, it seems like you could probably make some money out of it if you're good at it. And uh, I had to like upgrade. I didn't do like great in high school. I had like lost interest in school by that point. I'd managed to graduate, but like barely. Mm -hmm. And so, uh, in the meantime, I had to do some upgrading and, uh, I was waiting and then uh, I found out that an artist named Randy Cook, um, was, uh, looking for students. Mm -hmm. And so I kind of put my name in the, in the hat there and he uh, asked me to come work with them. Mm -hmm. And, uh, I had done a bit, I had like little times where I would be like focusing on like Northwest Coast artwork. Um, but, um, it uh, was never like a consistent thing, but uh, I, I always liked it. My, my parents are collectors, so it was like all over our walls as kids. And it was mostly just me copying the things I saw on the, on the walls at my parents' house. Mm -hmm. And then, um, and so, but uh, I was just kind of copying different styles. So there's like regional styles to the Northwest Coast here. For those who don't know the Northwest Coast, it's like uh, the area between like Washington State and Alaska. Um, there's a bunch of different uh, indigenous cultures along the coast, but they all are very, even though they spoke different languages and are like different, they have different customs and stuff. They were uh, really well connected through trading and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And uh, they all shared a few features, like they were canoe traveling people whose primary food source was salmon and they were potlatching people. So they lived in big houses and threw feasts, which were like really, really important culturally. Mm -hmm. And so, um, I was just popping different styles all over my walls, my parents' walls at that point. And then I had um, Randy, worked with Randy Cook, and he's like, you have to do Salish art. And I was like, I'd never even really explored it. And um, he got me, like, looking at artifacts and stuff. And he didn't know how to do Salish art, but he knew how to teach me how to, like, 
study artifacts and learn from them and mm. like, just copy those for now and like figure them out and figure out how all these kind of uh, components work together. And then mm. once you do that, you're going to try and flip them, right? Like uh, look at a spindle and then do your own interpretation once you have like a hang of that. Mm -hmm. And so got me uh, doing that. And like once I started doing that, man, it was like, um, like a passion I couldn't even like imagine. Like it was like something that was like missing in my life. Uh, um, it kind of makes me believe in like those kind of cultural memories because it was just like, oh my goodness, like this is what I was supposed to be doing my whole life essentially. Right, right. Yeah. I, and the one thing I really learned from that apprentice that ties to like deep blowing was that um, a lot of the things I learned along my life, like I had other kind of creative avenues that I went down. Um, I always had this like tendency to like want to get to the fun stuff and skip like the foundational stuff. <laughs> right. And like I would learn just enough to get by of the foundational stuff and get into all what I really wanted to do. Right. And because I had a teacher who was like guiding me along, like that wasn't happening. And I would have done that if Randy would have let me, you know, like, let me get into the really, really fun, exciting stuff. And like, I was kind of like, oh, I gotta study artifact law. And, but he forced me to do that. And I'm so grateful that he did because like, um, it's the first thing, the first kind of like creative avenue where like, um, I feel like I really met my potential because I was forced to do that. And I like did it one step at a time, working my way up into the, um uh into what i thought was the fun stuff um and uh yeah it was like uh, yeah one of the things like looking back at b-boying i wish i did because uh yeah it's just like um i could feel those kind of limitations and like like i said everywhere in my life that was like a problem for me you know right. yeah. yeah yeah that's something like i have like some friends who when they were younger they they studied like piano their parents forced them to like study piano or something like mm -hmm. that and they hated it completely but like some of them became musicians later on and they realized like oh that's that was so beneficial i didn't mm -hmm. like, think about it but i'm actually so thankful that they did it and other times too it's like not even necessarily related to to music but mm -hmm. it sometimes it was like just that that discipline of like doing yeah, something yeah. it didn't really matter what it was but it's like doing something that you learn like i don't know very like step by step you learn the foundation and you practice hard and you you practice it and you you gain this form of like discipline and mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. and understanding of like how to learn something too and it's yeah it's, it's super useful and i think like you know as far as like breaking goes like they they could learn a lot from from studying like how people how people pick up things and yeah, yeah. i think you know pe people do do that there there's a lot of emphasis on like learn learn these movements study the history study mm -hmm. these people look at these people but yeah mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. super super interesting to hear that that, yeah. that parallel is also like in other places yeah yeah for sure yeah i mean me and nate were just talking about that too like uh having like i, I think i saw people in like 2005 or something and uh have uh, you know i've learned a lot and done a lot since then and uh looking back to you yeah like um i got i got really interested in like how to learn something uh you know because uh, i have went on these things like i was like kind of a competitive pool player and uh you oh, know right. like just learning about how to uh um um how to like pick up a skill and stuff like if i could apply that to back to b-boying like we it was we were laughing because like like the idea of like drilling something till it's like 
into your head, do the muscle memories there and stuff like that. We never even thought of that, you know what I mean? Like we might like practice the, some whole set we were doing and like, you know, uh, hitting it enough that we will hit it on the day, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 But yeah, the, um, when it comes to the creative aspect, like I do, you know, like uh, you, you ever heard about like Charles Darwin when he went to those Galapagos Islands and he like, the separation between those like finches like right. formed like really specific things so, like, that's what i feel like it was like we had like such a um a bizarre circumstance back on the island that um yeah like uh, it wouldn't even have been like i don't think i would have at that time like really dug into the like foundation and the history even if it was there but we didn't even really have the opportunity because we were just going off these videos it got a little bit later uh, once we started buying videos complex i think started like stocking more so like we would be picking up like the newest freestyle session and stuff like that and uh that helped out a lot but that's like where we got most of our influence and then like a little later on um started going to vancouver and then um yeah we got a lot better once we started like really getting in the vancouver scene yeah um and uh it was um another thing we made for laughing about was like i don't know if like I would let, like, I have two daughters now, but, like, letting them do what we did, like, we started going to Vancouver when we were, like, 13, uh, and we, uh, at first, like, when we were that young, like, my uncle would pick us up, and we'd stay at his house, and they'd get us to the event, but, uh, but we were doing it so much, because we were just, like, so hungry, right, and wanted yeah. battle, and yeah. uh, there was nothing going on in Victoria, and uh, the, um, yeah, we would, uh, we started, like, learned how to, like, bus into Vancouver probably before we were, like, 15 and, like, travel around Vancouver by ourselves. And uh, we're going down to Seattle probably before we were 16. Really? And uh, back then you could get across the border with a <laughs> note, signed note from your parents. Right. <laughs> so we'd, like, get on the Greyhound bus, a bunch of kids, and they would be, like, like reading all these things. And, like, I think I had the phone number, so sometimes they would, like, call one of our parents to make right, sure that this right. is legit. And then they would just let us go. Like, yeah, yeah. things have changed since then. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think, like, even when I started, like, traveling with, with the crew, like there was times when yeah robin still had to have like a note from his parents or something cause oh he was really because he was younger mm -hmm. yeah so <laughs> it's crazy yeah. that that was a thing yeah yeah and nathan was saying like yeah with like, the people we were staying with we had just like i was trying to remember how we met jason he was the guy who threw the plu jams okay yeah and i cannot remember how we met him but i think we went to one of their jams and at that time we'd like 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 affording you know we're like 15 16 so we had like part-time jobs and stuff but mm -hmm. um yeah like affording like to get a hotel was like just insane right yeah, yeah. so we we afford we managed to like get enough money had to save up to like afford a hotel for a weekend and then um we um uh we met jason who ran it and then after that he started letting us stay at his house when we came to his jams mm -hmm. and that was like now we can go all the time right <laughs> yeah like uh because like yeah like um yeah i can't even remember like how we were teaching b-boying and stuff like that like not even like real part-time jobs right and uh just this little bit of cash and uh we had to get our like bus tickets down there and we had to you know feed ourselves for a weekend and mm -hmm. um so it was really expensive but like taking away that like the hotel money 
was like the biggest thing and we just started going yeah. down to seattle all the time and got really close to like dance rooms and stuff you know, yeah, you know yeah. woody and germs and that you know that uh those guys and mm-hmm. uh you know um complex where back before using dance rooms and that kind of stuff oh yeah. really yeah 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 <laughs> just speaking of like border stuff and uh just how like weird it is sometimes especially if you're like a dancer or whatever but there was like one time when i was going down and i was staying with bless oh yeah and uh it was just it it like clicked in my head how weird the situation was as i was crossing the border because i was yeah. they're like okay what are you what are you doing oh yeah just like visiting visiting friends and uh and like well, where are you staying like oh at a friend's house how do you know him like oh just through like dancing and stuff we yeah dance together and that was kind of weird too and then i was like i was like oh wait like it just like hit me I was like please don't ask me what his name is because like i don't know his <laughs> yeah. real name at, at that time i didn't know his real name yeah. i was like uh dj bless one <laughs> like why am i supposed to... his name is bless i don't know his last name like what that's terrible yeah. right yeah but yeah it's like some of these weird things that you that come up with like being in the dance world and like you don't know people's real names sometimes yeah yeah, yeah it's totally. just so strange yeah yeah like uh like uh, i i i probably I, th- I think i know woody's name but uh i wouldn't even be like 100 percent sure of that yeah but, like I, you just called him woody all the time right and like, yeah yeah few of them few of them that you you find out by like hearing other people call them something but like yeah, yeah. but half of the time you have no clue right? yeah it's super weird yeah yeah <laughs> yeah i know there was a yeah that was a we had some ones too like where people like really skeptical and like uh, you were like unsure if they were going to let us across the good thing was like we were young and we looked innocent and uh, they wanted to believe us you know like they didn't have like that sketchy like early 20 year old vibes it was just like what are you doing man and they would they would like grill us sometimes like where is it at blah 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 and then we always say something like, I thought that died out in the 80s or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like well, over and over again. <laughs> I think like Rory figured out the trick. It's like mm. you tell them, you never say you're going to like, because one time Robin said like, oh yeah, we're going to like a hip hop show. Oh, and then yeah, they yeah. really started grilling us. Mm-hmm. And then Rory figured it out. I was like, no, you never say that. You always say like, oh, we're going to breakdance mm-hmm. event. And then yeah. if you're, are you competing? No, you just say that. But as long mm-hmm. once they hear breakdance, they're like, "Oh, these like clowns! They're still yeah, doing exactly. this crap yeah. from the '80s, right?" They're, and they're then like in that Beach Street scene, they didn't yeah, exactly, us. right? <laughs> and then like half the time, they're like, "Oh, can you can you show me or something?" Like sometimes yeah. you have to go inside, right? <laughs> yeah. And once you do that, like I mean, Rory has some hilarious stories with that too. But yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, totally. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, I border, totally remember that stories. they would ask us to do something like that happened multiple times there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Tip: always say, always say you're going to a break dance and say yeah. break dancing. Yeah, yeah. Say b-boying yeah. or or bre- even just breaking. People might. Like, yeah. What is this? I don't know. Yeah, yeah, and hip hop is like yeah, they're yeah, yeah. yeah guns that. and joints and yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, maybe this is a good segue into so. Like you guys would travel a lot, and uh, a lot of times it's like road trips and stuff because it's not always like flying, but yeah, traveling. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's some, at least with our crew, there's some like legendary kind of car 
games that have oh. created <laughs> that, yeah. that uh yeah. that uh, i feel like some some people should know about <laughs> <laughs> so the uh i'm trying to think so the one was the uh the, the deuce is wild and yeah yeah that was the uh um w were you on that trip i think i was on that trip i wasn't there for yeah, the other yeah. one yeah. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. The Deuce Wild one was the uh, um, the uh, replacing the word Deuce in like a, some uh, in, in like any a context, title of, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pretty much, but like the TV shows, movie yeah, yeah, names, yeah. and they would like yeah, get really uh, where you placed it, we could make it really funny. Yeah. And then um, the other one, this is like so weird, by the way. Yeah, so, yeah, it's, it's really obscure. Um, and yeah, <laughs> the. Uh, it started because um, somebody had like cigars and they said, I think they're called sweet orients. Mm -hmm. And Nathan thought it said sweet onion, <laughs> thought they were sweet onion cigars. And then I don't know, somebody took their shoes off and Nathan <laughs> just, he was like, all aboard the sweet onions super orient express or something <laughs> like that. And then, and then like, I don't even know how it, came, how it went from there, but like then we started. I can't. I'm trying to remember the exact rules of the game, but it was like uh, a mode of transfer, transportation, a food item, and a place. And and so we kept it. So it was like the honey garlic Hungarian hang glider, and like, so <laughs> like more because you like ran out of like cars and stuff pretty quickly. Yeah. And uh, it just got like more obscure, and I'm trying. Oh, God, that's like well, the that, only one I remember for some reason. The Hungarian yeah, like, Hungarian like, hang glider. That's a good point too, because it's like, and I think this these kinds of games are really useful for just like getting yeah. your creative juices flowing. Because like you said, you you run out of options really quickly, and you start yeah. having to be like get creative with what you're doing, and well, yeah. how how loose can we get with this definition of what a uh, mode of transportation is and so the yeah. one i always remember is the the qualicum quail egg quantum leap <laughs> yeah that one that one has like a backstory too yeah, yeah. so some we were like it was like a 13 hour road trip to edmonton so yeah like a long we're driving over the rockies and so this game comes up and uh we just like keep playing it and, and rory was always a bit more like reserved than the rest of us so we yeah. were like getting so into this game somebody would come up with a good one like, ah! and would adopt, you know and um we wanted one with q that started with q and uh uh nathan had come up with quantum or i'm uh, sorry uh yeah quantum Qualic and uh we couldn't think of a mode of transportation and it was like it, like went silent we're all like just racking our brains with q and Rory just was getting so annoyed with the game at this point. He's driving, and, he's, and then just like reluctantly, he's like, "Quantum leap!" It's like after we were really clear that like Rory hated the game. Oh my <laughs> yeah, god! The Qualicum Quantum Leap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah like yeah, Rory, was... Rory was like a little bit older than everyone too, right? Well, yeah, yeah. Exactly. And he's driving. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. And and like there was like this. Uh, even from like you know like we i think we were like like 16 when we met him so he's already like an adult and he's like he he had a car too that was a game changer right like because like none of us mm. had cars or like money to like run a car so like he would like drive us down to these events and that was like the next step so we were going down lots and stuff 
Um, but yeah, a bit older than us, and we had like way younger energy. And then it was like uh, he didn't hate it enough that like we wanted to stop. Like it was like we loved like bugging him, so like he like, yeah. lean into anything <laughs> like annoying Brody. Yeah. So yeah, this was like uh, we were like older at this point, and like I um, I wasn't dancing anymore. I just went to go to the Edmonton Jam with them. But it was yeah. funny, like we fell back into those roles so quickly. Yeah, I was like yeah, an yeah. adult at this point, but we loved that Rory hated the game. <laughs> That old dynamic of like us being the sixteen-year-old and him being the older guy like kicked in like immediately. Yeah, I think like maybe maybe this is the case, but like some people who knew our crew and like when you see us battle, especially in like the earlier days, like when I first battled you, this came up because you sent me the video recently. (laughs) But like you guys were like were such dicks. Oh, um, yeah, yeah. Like in the beginning, right? Yeah, and like, totally. so you were like very serious and like trying to trash talk everyone and like really trying to like win. You guys were really competitive at that time, yeah, too, right? Yeah. So it's like, it makes sense. And like, as far as the dick thing going, I, I thought it was funny. I think it was you or Nathan <laughs> were saying like the people that you guys used to battle that were like yeah. kind of like ahead of you guys used yeah. to be such dicks to you. Yeah. that you guys just kind of like passed on you're like well yeah. we should i feel like it's our duty to pass on this trauma to other people yeah yeah no it wasn't but, even that it was more like oh that's what good crews do oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. everyone yeah you gotta yeah, you have to do it yeah yeah that's like yeah. the isolation thing again right so yeah when we were started going to vancouver um like we were like like cringy uh, like uh, Nathan, I, I don't remember this, but Nathan said we showed up with like wearing glow sticks or something <laughs> like <laughs> our, when we were like 13, right? And yeah. so like they have this impression, oh my God, those Victoria kids are so lame, right? <laughs> and so like they were kind of dicks to us and like, we were like like annoying little kids when we first started up, right? We were like, why don't you learn from the, hey guys, you know what I mean? And then um, we slowly kind of got out of that like, like that vibe. And then they were still dicks to us because, like, they, you know, I mean, we were still like the the not so good crews. And um, as we got better, we got a little bit of respect for them, became buddies with them. Like, I, you know, we used to hang out with like the body language, uh, you know, like uh, Keenan and those guys. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, um, yeah, like uh, pre Soul Felons, SN, like Straight No Chaser crew and stuff. Like, we'd hang out with some of those guys and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, the but um that is just what we thought like good crews do you're like absolute assholes to the like not so good crews and so um we uh we've been battling for a long time and then like uh blink and robin had joined our crew and they were getting really like starting to like pick up some you know momentum as uh as dancers and uh a lot of us who had been dancing for a long time, like Steve and uh, me and Nate and stuff, had like uh, really improved over this little span. And like we knew we were like ready, we could like win competitions at this point. And we came up to that first that jam where that clip was from, where like you get your finger Nathan right in the face, I, which is so funny because you guys became such good buddies. Here, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But yeah, we just thought like, oh, we got to be like cocky and blah blah blah, and like like looking back at it though like we were like laughing and like we were having a good time but like um just kind of way more obnoxious and aggressive mm. than we thought we were being at the time 
Um, and yeah, like, uh, we like did not stop talking to the crew while they were dancing. That yeah, yeah. Oh, Battle City Jam. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, like there's this funny moment where the guy, the guy, I think it was in your crew, he's like top rocking and Nathan's like, can you do a backspin? Like really <laughs> loud. And the guy stops. He's like, like, like <laughs> mid track. He's like, what the fuck? And like looks back at his crew and like, we're just start howling and stuff. But yeah, like, uh. <laughs> I think we were like that for like a couple, a couple more bit jams, and then like kind of chilled out. We we won that battle. We went on like a pretty big winning streak for like a couple of years there. Mm-hmm. And I think like after a while, like everyone hating us, we're like, okay, we gotta stop. This. <laughs> <laughs> I think this is coming off differently than we imagined. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, we, there, yeah, there was just like a weird energy that was kind of going on at that time, and. Mm-hmm. Uh, when we won a few battles too, I think like we realized too, like back in the day, like dance rooms were kind of like that, but they were like battling good crews, you know? And we were like doing it. The people were like, yeah, it just like was not necessary. (laughs) And uh, yeah, yeah. You know, like we're just kind of still figuring it out. Even, even at that time, you know, we've been dancing for years, but we still had that like weird isolation. Yeah. Yeah. uh, It was kind of like a homeschooled person where, you know, there's like, (laughs) There's the kind of social cues that they might not right, think. Right, right, right. You know? like, they're like, not like it's bad, but they're like, just something a little bit different about them. That's what, like, us yeah. as a crew. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But, like, what what I think about is, is too, it's like, like, my first impressions, and I think for, for people who saw you guys during that time, mm-hmm. like, you had this impression that, like, oh, okay, yeah, they're, like, maybe serious dancers and like trying to be serious trying to be competitive and stuff like that but like Mm -hmm. once i got to know you guys a lot better and like especially after we started like traveling and doing these road trips and stuff like Mm -hmm. you really see like just how much of like everyone's just clown they're just clowns yeah yeah everyone's they're all trolls and like just (laughs) you talk about like egging on rory and because (laughs) it's it's like you're the you're the the obnoxious older brother who bugs their little brother because you know it bugs them there's no other reason other than that and so it's like i remember one time like speaking of just like bugging people it was like nathan for some whatever reason was like staying at my my place or something and this is like almost midnight or something like that and for some reason we we got in our head that like this robot voice you know like you can have the the text to speech kind of thing like it has that robot voice like Stephen Hawking's yeah. kind of voice thing yeah yeah. and like for some reason I don't know why how we got onto it but it was like so funny to us and then we started taking like um lyrics to like classic like hip-hop songs and putting it through that voice and then yeah. for some reason we were like oh we should call because we were listening I think we were listening to uh it was like some some song oh it was like cream like the wu-tang song cash rules everything around yeah. whatever. and rob for people who don't know robin and our crew i don't know if he's still like this but maybe maybe not but he used to be like super cheap and his <laughs> his nickname was top value right for a long time and maybe still is he's he still he still rocks the the value but we called him at like i don't know it was like midnight or something and then just randomly played that like 
Cash rules everything around me, like the lyrics from the song, but through this robot voice. And then Robin just immediately hung up. <laughs> and then we called Rory and it had some other, I forget what song it was, some random hip hop song. Yeah. And he, he was like, who is this? Who is this? And we just kept playing the thing. And we're kind of like giggling in the background. And he's like, oh, come on, man. <laughs> Yeah. I remember that. <laughs> what you talking about, dog? Yeah, what you talking about, dog? That's it. It's just like, I think it came out a lot more this like joking, stupid side. Like it came out more publicly, I guess, when like me and Mark joined the crew. And yeah. I guess like when after like a lot of people started stop dancing, and it was mm -hmm. just me and Mark and like a few other people, like younger guys. And. uh like we, I don't know. I guess we we that's just like who we are in public too. Yeah, especially, yeah. Especially Mark, right? Yeah, you see totally it in his dancing. Right? Oh, big time! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it never. We were uh, never thought to like bring that kind of energy <laughs> into our dancing, which is funny. Yeah. We, I think, like a lot of our like battle personas were just like, this is what a good cruise look like, you know? What yeah, I mean, yeah, because yeah. of that that influence thing. And uh, but yeah, like looking at like people like Byron, like that would be more naturally me, you know? Byron's <laughs> right. really goofy yeah. and uh, has like that vibe, like gets into his dancing, mm -hmm. and that's like way more like the type of person I am. But like back then, you just had to be like serious and aggressive, and like yeah, yeah. But I think so, it still like came out in a in a good way. It was like you you guys had that that aggressive nature that's sort of mm -hmm. like part of in some ways part of like the breaking foundation not yeah, necessarily yeah. like being hateful or anything like but like aggressive right mm -hmm, and intense mm -hmm. yeah but yeah, you yeah. also had this like this in my opinion like this really interesting way of approaching the dance and like really mm -hmm. creative in that sense that because probably because you guys didn't have a lot of like frame of reference you didn't have mm -hmm. you know like Ken Swift come into your city or something like yeah, that and telling yeah. you like this is how it was and this is mm. the mentality and stuff. You guys were just kind of like making it up and going along. With, yeah, yeah. You know, whatever information you had. But like you had you guys had these super creative ideas. Like I it was one of the things that you did. It's like a it's like a triple threaded air chair that you like tracked out of or something like yeah, that. Yeah. Yeah, you know, yeah. like I've, I still to this day, I've never seen someone do something like that. Or some of the threads that you would come up with were like super crazy. Oh, yeah. thanks, man. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah, that was like, um, that was like what was interesting to me. It was like the, yeah, what, like that really kind of uh, creative and coming up with something new. And uh, <laughs> I do, there, there was like a bit of like an era thing there too. Me and Nathan were talking about how like difficulty was like, so prized during our era hmm. like if it wasn't like hard to do like now like you know, looking at b-boys nowadays they'll get like huge tears if something is like just like clean and creative but at, back then it like had to be hard too hmm. <laughs> and uh like i'm glad that that's kind of gone but um yeah there's um the for me and nate i was chatting with him recently and it was like yeah the like um the real artistic side is what like really interested us you know what i mean like the yeah. that kind of creative expression and that and uh yeah like i i i loved like uh yeah kind of like complex threads and uh and those kind of things yeah yeah mm -hmm. yeah and you can especially see it with with nathan too like he's mm -hmm. still to this day even though he doesn't really i think he maybe dances like here and there on his own 
mm -hmm. privately, but he's still to this day when I see some of the older footage, it's like I'm blown away every time because yeah, the ideas that he he had and he's, it's the kind of thing like I was saying like you you can have that that understanding of I guess the sort of like essence of breaking and it has these elements, but how do you kind of like take it your own? It's kind yeah. of like what you're saying with your uh, Coast Salish artwork and how you're mm -hmm. learning that. It's like here's the framework that you work within. Understand mm -hmm. that, but then take it your own direction. And yeah. Like, yeah. There's some yeah, of the things that it's it's that he was really good at was like questioning uh why why do I have to do it this way or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. he he would do stuff like he he'd do this like little walk over in mm. in footwork and then stop every part of his body and then just like roll his head or something yeah, like that. Yeah, it's yeah, like yeah, why yeah, would yeah. you think of that? But it's so dope. Yeah, yeah. Especially that that was like the uh era when he started like uh, kind of had that realization that I said I never had, where it's like, okay, mm. you, if you ha if you get enough of this foundation, yeah. you can still be creative and stuff. Or like almost, we almost had an attitude back then where it was like, oh, like hamper creativity, which isn't true. And I understand that now from like learning a lot of other things, right? Yeah. Like having, I feel like creativity when you, especially when you're like working from a tradition, which like Kosalish chart is and Beeboing is, like the as long as your roots are like really dug into the ground like the tree can grow as high as it wants right mm -hmm. um it's, it's like not having those roots just makes a, a tree inability to keep growing i kind of feel like that's like uh, uh any kind of a tradition you're working with in the art forms like that right and he went and learned a lot of the um uh, the things that we kind of skipped over when we started and yeah that that era of me is like so so good man like, yeah, I, yeah we, I was watching a bunch of battles recently. That's like, kind of how we started talking, just because I was just, like, uh, yeah, going yeah. down that rabbit hole. Mm -hmm. And, yeah, like, those... Um, and a lot of his stuff was so... Um, it's, it was really simple, but, like, so dynamic-looking. And, yeah. yeah, yeah, unexpected, right? He really... Um, he would, like, do these movements where, like, you're, you're sure that, like, 95% of you boys would do this thing next. Like, the momentum was going that way. It, like, leads to that really naturally. And Nathan would do, like, something completely different. And, uh, yeah, it was really impressive, his thing. And I um, I, I think Nate had a lot of potential. Uh, if uh, He kind of, um, he was with us in the beginning, and then he went to school and kind of quit. Mm -hmm. He never kind of got a chance to, like, dig into it, even as deep as some of the rest of us. Yeah. And uh, yeah, he is, his stuff is really, really cool. I, yeah. I even I think even today, if he was doing some of that stuff, would be really, you know, yeah, um, really impressive. Yeah, yeah. Like uh, he's one of, you know, there's people who are like, uh, especially in Canada, these like unsung heroes that yeah. they never really traveled like internationally or whatever, where they mm -hmm. just didn't get out there that much. Mm -hmm. But the people that know no and like yeah 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 that is, it is really cool like that especially the earlier days before youtube like nowadays you know probably people get a little bit of exposure more so mm -hmm. uh even if they're not a big traveler or anything mm -hmm. but in those early days yeah if you didn't get in front of people like there was no chance for anyone to see you know yeah, yeah. and uh, and there was a lot of good b-boys you know like i saw yeah. that uh no, that, that that's why I love that big of uh, big of clips uh, channel. Yeah. It's really cool, man. Like I, mm -hmm. I dig through that all the time to see just mm -hmm. random b boys from random places in Canada. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, like 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 G one didn't get out much, but like yeah. had some crazy stuff, man. Yeah, 
he's definitely another one. Yeah, yeah, there's a, yeah. There's a bunch that. Yeah, maybe one day they'll mm -hmm. they'll have uh, some kind of resurgence. Like Mikas was like that for a long time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like people didn't know. Only people from like Toronto knew. And maybe some mm -hmm. people like on the East Coast and the US yeah, and New stuff. York is, yeah. New York and like, but only some people. Yeah, yeah. And like, but then, you know, afterwards, footage gets out and just more stories and things like that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Even like all that early footage is him like dancing outside on cardboard. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Like he wasn't even in like competitions yeah. and was like, yeah. he, he had a, I don't know where I saw that early Migas footage, but that had a huge influence on me. Yeah. I remember, like, at some point, someone showed me that, mm -hmm. which I, I was trying to figure it out because it was, like, there was no YouTube. I must have been, like, traveling and somebody had a copy of some footage of him. But, mm -hmm. like, that blew my mind. And, like, uh, yeah, I remember, like, that was, like, a big change, change for yeah. me. Like, I was just, like, wow, like, there is a whole different, like, arena in B-Boying that you can explore, you know? Yeah. And I think, too, like, I've mentioned this a few times in some of the other talks, but like, you know, what's what's trendy or what's appreciated in breaking like anything, uh, it comes in these like waves and stuff, right? Mm -hmm. There's like trends and and this becomes really popular and more easily appreciated or noticed, and like for some people it's like they're ahead of their time or, or whatever, mm -hmm. and it just takes time for like the rest of the scene to catch up and that kind of thing. Yeah, 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 and uh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I think Nathan's one of those people. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I wouldn't. Yeah, I would agree, man. Like yeah. it was, uh, it, yeah, I, I'm so impressed with a lot of those, <laughs> those yeah. sets he did back in the day. Yeah, like yeah. he's so creative, man. Yeah, like, uh, and yeah, and you do even some of the like, um, I, as I've like been watching kind of newer B-boy clips, you do see some of that stuff like that it wasn't done back then. But like you were saying, like those those head rolls and and things mm -hmm. like that, where like yeah, like the whole vibe of it, like stop rolls, and then like that momentum carries into it. Like yeah. you kind of see some of that stuff coming in there, but it was mm -hmm. pretty uh, pretty fresh when he was doing it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and this was like ten years ago that he was doing this or something. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It's pretty crazy to think about. Yeah, um, yeah. <clears throat> I think. It's kind of weird because we like usually I start with this like history stuff, but we kind of mm -hmm. like veered off into this other stuff that was just <laughs> super f fun and entertaining. But like I want, I want people to <laughs> get a better idea of like what Victoria was like in the yeah. in the earlier days when you oh, okay. when you were started and stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah. So can you talk a little bit about that and like who are some of the the people or the crews and like, yeah. So um, essentially what happened was Steve started, he, he kind of did the same thing as me, completely in isolation, started um, studying breakdowns through some videos. Um, he got like um, a lot further than me in like power moves. Uh, he had been doing quite, quite a few years in isolation. So you know how to do like head spins and uh, 90s and things I was like, um, I wasn't doing yet. But the same idea, he just kind of did it for longer and figured out a lot. And he started teaching breakdancing and like um everybody who danced in victoria in in victoria um was either like a directly steve students or students of steve students i'm not joking yeah, so like yeah. there's like this like a family tree that branches out but eventually there was like this scene like when i started like when i started teaching with nathan um at like 13 or 14 um 
what happened is like there was a lot of classes going on um, around the city through Steve's students and Steve's class and uh, a bunch of like uh, a bunch of like little crews started up at one point. So this is like the really early, like before we were really battling Vancouver. And uh, yeah, it was just kind of funny. And they were all influenced by Steve and had like kind of crude colors, like real, real cringy type stuff. And there'd be like little battles and stuff, but like no competitions or anything like that. And it was, it was essentially like dance studios had their own crews. So like the different dance studios that had different classes and different teachers would start crews. That was kind of it. Or maybe like schools or geography would play a little bit of a role in it. Yeah, but at that's one what point, I heard. It was like four crews or something, yeah. yeah. I heard there was like, like every school had a crew or something like that at yeah. one point. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. There was, yeah, it was, yeah, it was so funny. Like we have some videos of uh, the to never be seen under like lock and key <laughs> of some of those like early battles and that are so funny. But like every once in a while, like the people who are there will get together and we'll watch it and we'll just like cry laughing. <laughs> There's like little sayings that like come from that that me and Nathan still say to this day. Yeah. <laughs> like um, even like my wife, like <laughs> there's like an evolution of this. There's this one time where like one of those battles, somebody's like like prepubescence, like fighter. <laughs> like in the background, you just hear somebody just go fighter. Is that where that comes from? <laughs> yeah, that's from one of those early those early videos, uh. and. Um, and then Nathan, Nate, me and Nathan and went to Robin's cabin with like just a bunch of like non-dance friends and like spent a day at like Lake Cowichan. And um, this is back when like we were, I, I don't drink anymore, but back when I drank and we were all kind of drunk and um, we had that, 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 that had came up, the came up and then someone, Nathan saw a spider and he was like, spider. And my wife, my wife now, my girlfriend at the time, she was like asleep and drunk. And she like, we thought she was sound asleep. Nathan's like, spider. And she's like, spider. <laughs> and so like, still to this day that, like if somebody says spider, we'll say that. Or if the word bite comes up, they, you know, yeah. you'll hear people saying that. But yeah, these weird inside jokes from those early battles. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I just remember hearing you guys saying that stuff. And it'll be like, yeah, like, biter, 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 like, <laughs> <Yeah>. randomly. <laughs> and it just sounds like stupid and funny, but yeah, mm -hmm. knowing the, understanding a bit more of the origin story. Yeah, yeah and, and like uh, we had so many inside jokes that like you would forget. It just became kind of like part of your lexicon. And then like you would be like with like normal people and say something like that. Like, you might just yell out, spider, spider. <laughs> And then, like, they don't, like, look at you, and you're like, oh, yeah, like, not okay, you don't know this. on these shows. <laughs> There's, like, this deep lore to yeah. the crew that, uh, yeah, it still lives on today. I yeah. love when, like, those things get passed on to other people who weren't there. I find that so funny. Like, Kayla <laughs> will say things like that, you know? <laughs> um, um, yeah, so, yeah, back then, this is something that I really like, but what were what were some of the crew names and stuff like oh, some of the crews they're yeah. they're pretty good yeah so the uh we were this pre pre filthy feet were uh colossal chaos crew so c3 <laughs> um I, I think that steve steven 
uh, Nathan were in a crew when like I started, and they were like new HB boys, which like yeah, uh, so NBC I think. And then there was like Lucky Charms crew, Kinetic Effects, um, Downside Up. There was like yeah, all sorts of really funny, funny names there. And like in those old battles, like you'd see like these like a bunch of thirteen year old kids, and they'd all be wearing like one color. <laughs> so it's so what, funny. What was <laughs> What was Dave's crew name? Oh. Something Breakers. Mad Mad Steel Breakers. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, I forgot about Dave's crew. Yeah, 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 yeah. They were like the Oak Bay crew. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So like eventually, like that whole scene just kind of like dwindled away, and the people who were still dancing pretty much all joined it. Joined Filthy Feet. Right. There was like right. one practice spot. We all started hanging out. And it is weird, like, we were, like, brothers from another mother, like, truly, like, uh, like Dave is so goofy, Nathan, yeah, yeah. Ryan, Ryan wasn't, like, a little more serious, but, like, was had a pretty goofy side to him, and, yeah. like, you know, totally got into that, uh, and, like, um, even Robin was, like, a little more serious, but, like, got, got along with us so well, and Blink was, like, on a whole nother level goofy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I just remember going to Calgary with Rory, Mark, and Dave, mm -hmm. and uh, like that's like a ten-hour drive or so, mm -hmm. and it was weird too because we we did that. We thought like, okay, we'll leave to beat like traffic and stuff like that so that we can get there sooner. We'll leave at like midnight and drive yeah. through the night, and that was a heck of a drive. And there was some weird stuff that happened during that, <laughs> but. Yeah. But I think like that was by... Rory's move, by the way, the, the midnight drive. Yeah. <laughs> well, it was crazy because like during that drive, it was like people, hopefully Rory, whoever was driving, I think it was Dave, maybe Rory, mm. hopefully they were like awake enough. But, mm. you know, a lot of us were kind of like drifting in and out of sleep. Yeah, and there yeah. was this like this crazy fog that we ran into like at one point. And it was like something out of like a horror movie. It was like... So like actually before that, it was like we were driving and we see this like huge lineup of cars and we're like what the hell and there's like a cow on the other going the other way, so it was just oh like God. on the road at like in the middle of the night. It was pretty crazy. And then yeah, we get into this weird. like we get into this deep fog, and then you know maybe this is my memory kind of like making it more fantastical than it actually was. But I mm -hmm. swear it was like this. We get out of the we get into the fog. And it's like, oh, man, this is kind of crazy. And, you know, Dave's like concentrating really hard. And then the fog kind of breaks. And, like, I don't know, maybe, like, soon after that, a minute or seconds after, there's a guy on the road, and he's all bloody. And they got into, a, like, a car accident. They, like, slipped off some uh, black ice, and their, their oh my uh, trailer, like, flipped over the road. And it was, like, down in this, like, ravine or something like that. And so we're that all like, is oh. crazy. Yeah, we're like, holy shit, what the hell what the hell's going on? So we get out and we're like trying to help them see what's going on and like someone's already calling calling uh nine one one or whatever. Mm -hmm. but, yeah, it was like the the thing was like upside down and someone was like okay, but they were like trapped their like leg was like pressed against their chest and oh, like, trapped under the car and stuff. It was crazy, yeah. yeah and like you, we have this like really intense kind of like drive and then by the time we, it's like, this is just such a weird trip, but like getting back to like Dave and his like goofiness, yeah. somehow during that trip, we got into this idea of like boy zone, 
and mm-hmm. like boy zone was like it's the boys and we're here like <laughs> to party or something like that yeah. and i think it i think it spawned it might have spawned from like dave being super tired by the time we got to like bamf for something and we had breakfast and dave just had this like glazed over look and he's like I think he just like blurted it out or something like that. He was like, "Yeah, he's like boy zone right here." Yeah. And then it just that would that became the joke of the trip after. Yeah. But um <laughs> and just like these mad funk breakers and uh oh yeah, and dude. new age b-boys. Wasn't there like a hand sign apparently for new age b-boys? Oh yeah, no, what... Steve, Steve. Yeah, nobody even like, Nobody uh, knew. Like, yeah. Knew... He said it said NBC. Oh, so before Vildy Beat, like this was like the beginnings. He 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 called it NBC three because it was NBC and C three. And he and he had some hand sign. He was like, yeah, it yeah. says NBC three, and like no one could read it. He'd always try to like, show us with his chin, like there's the end. Like you can't see anything because his like chin's in the way. And we're like, Steve, yeah. this doesn't make any sense. Yeah, I th- I think when like Nathan was telling me about it. It was like it looked basically like the shocker kind of like hand sign, but it was like some weird variation. He was like, "Oh yeah, you know, it's like there's an N, and then you go there's somewhere there's a B," and I think there was. It, this must have been at practice. It wasn't at an actual jam. We would never yeah. actually do this, but it was like we were goofing around at practice, and we started doing like this like new age b boys chant. We were like running oh, around in a circle, yes, doing okay. like this like shocker hand sign in the middle. That is so funny. I remember that happening, like, like after, like, laughing at the whole hand sign. We got that going. I yeah. And, like, I think that's like, probably from an old video, too. Could be, yeah. The, the, the whole, like, going around in the circle. Yeah, yeah. yeah I'm yeah. pretty sure that was, like, something they, that we did or something. Yeah. <laughs> Just, like, random, random stuff. Like, that Mad Funk Breakers, when, when we yeah. found out about that. And, like, I think me and Nathan were playing, like, Excite Bike or something. Oh, and right. the, the theme song is like dun, 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 and for some reason we connected it with like mad funk breakers and then <laughs> that just became a song we had mad funk funk break breakers <laughs> that's so funny do you remember yeah. street snaps i i oh yeah, yeah, i completely yeah. forgot i don't Dude, know i was like... i i'm so mad i forgot because we there's like a little like arcade where you win things and i won streets i my daughter like we like we were getting stuff for my daughter's like <laughs> yeah you can get whatever you want but we're getting those street snaps and uh i was gonna like put one on here and like try and get a you know, <laughs> before the thing and i totally forgot oh my god <laughs> yo i don't know like should we should we introduce the world to, to street snaps <laughs> for okay for people who don't know Give people a very basic overview of what Street Snaps is. This is a game so they, that, that we created. Yeah, so the, uh, the I don't know if you guys, anyone knows these things, but they're like a little like half dome rubber thing and you mm-hmm. flip them inside out and you put them on a table and then like after a few seconds, they'll pop up into the air and uh, like, you know, the kids love them, right? They're just kind of like an exciting little toy. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I wasn't there when you guys invented this, but somehow you guys started playing this game where you would hold your hand over it and then you'd have to close your hands and you weren't allowed to move it and you'd have to watch for it. But like it starts to move and then it's just like jumps like there's like no time to react. Yeah, yeah. And um, we played. I saw you guys like after you invented it and nobody had caught I... it yet. And then Nathan finally caught one of them. Yeah. Yeah, I think. 
it was like me and a couple of my like high school friends had oh, came, yeah. we came to visit oh yeah Victoria. i met that one guy because my my one friend lived in victoria at the time oh, so we were coming yeah, to visit yeah, yeah. And I think while we were there, I called up Nathan and I was like, hey, we're in Victoria, you want to come and meet up? And he came and met us. And like, we had just gone to some like random arcade, like tiny mm -hmm. arcade. And they had like the kind of thing where you win tickets and then you can like cash in the tickets for a prize. And we got like a pack of those little like, I think the official name was like a popper or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But yeah, after we created this game, it just became known as like Street Snaps. I think Street Nathan, Snaps. Nathan might have coined that name. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. it was like you pop the thing and then you got to like someone else has to fist you in. Yeah. Fist and so there's like a fist <laughs> distance. Fist and, then, and then you have your hand on top of the fist and then you take the fist away. And that's the distance. That's the official yeah. rule distance. Street and like snap. you got to wait for it to... To, so it's like it's inside out but then the, it'll start to kind of move before it pops and i think my my buddy darius like he's like oh yeah it's crowning it's, it's crowning yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like and then all the all the like terms became super vulgar like the, yeah yeah the, the guy who, who measured did the measurement was the fister and yeah, then there was yeah. like midwife <laughs> yeah, it's like someone who's who's watching the crowning or something like that watching <laughs> yeah. it's crowning it's crowning yeah. and like i think at one point i think still occasionally it'll come up and we're like oh yeah we should get it and then we like go yeah. and find them yeah. um but i like, got a couple i got a couple i'll send yeah. you guys some <laughs> yeah, yeah. Went in Japan, i think at one point going to, it's time to go international this yeah yeah at one point like me and nathan were joking about this we we're like maybe we should like invest in like a, a crate of these things yeah. <laughs> we want this to go like big time and and like we were talking about yeah we should we should make a a documentary on on street yeah. snaps and it's like I remember we Car yeah, Carlo, we told Carlo and he yeah. wanted to do it so bad. Yeah. 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 Maybe one day we'll still do it. Because like, yeah. I think at that time there was that one like fake documentary that was actually turned out to be an ad for like uh, mountaineering shoes or something like that. Oh, yeah. yeah. But it was like uh, water running or like Jesus running or something like that. Oh, yeah. And they made this whole like fake documentary. We were like, yo, that's so dope. We should do this with yeah. like, some dumb thing like street snaps. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. everyone have their own techniques and no one's ever caught the thing. You yeah, know, yeah, yeah, yeah. this game. The journey to the first catch or something like that. Yeah, yeah. 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 People have been playing for like decades. And they never <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, last, so we've <laughs> got all of this tangent. Yeah. Street but the last thing that I want to, get uh get you to talk about maybe just very quickly is uh and i don't even know if you know it but like what are the origins of filthy feet and how that name came about because i heard it was pretty funny yeah so um we yeah so we we, we had like formed a crew like the, those two all those crews died out there's like a few b-boys left and so we're all dancing together and we're uh decide like we need a rebranding i guess um, the NBC3 and Colossal Chaos, you know, those, are, those won't work in press. And yeah, I think we literally put like, like hip hop adjectives in one, <laughs> in one hat and like nouns in the other one. So it'd be like, yeah, um, like elements uh, and yeah, 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 yeah. Elements one and then like skills, sick skills, Ill, yeah, blah, blah, yeah. Blah, yeah. And then like, uh, we pulled them in like really quickly. 
came up with Filthy Feet, and we just like loved the sound of it. And then I heard some of the other ones were just so ridiculous. And, and yeah, crazy. oh yeah, I can't believe I because I actually still really like the name and like the fact that that's how we got it. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah it's pretty amazing. It's pretty amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and just like I, I guess a little extra lore for people is like when when the Filthy Feet ten year anniversary was coming around. I remember we were. We, it was like me, Nathan, Mark, and maybe Robin. We were at Rory's place, and we were like trying to figure out, piece together a bit of the history, and like, what year is it actually? The ten-year anniversary? When is the ten-year anniversary? So we like went back into like old. It wasn't even forums. It was like pre-forums, so it was oh, guest yeah. books. Oh, and it was like people on you, websites used to have. Yeah, people used to have like guest books and use like this. It was basically a single post forum, and it was yeah. like you couldn't reply to anything, but people could leave comments and stuff. And it was yeah. like tracing it back to like the origins, because Steve would always sign off with like his crew name and like whatever, <laughs> yeah. and we we tracked it. I think at this point, it, this was like some random forum that existed, and uh, we tracked it back. And it was like we saw, okay, at this date, he was still a uh, new age b-boy, whatever. <laughs> and then, okay, like this is the, the next year or whatever, it's suddenly yeah. filthy feet. All right, that's it. We, now we know exactly yeah. when. Yeah, That's so funny, yeah. too, like because yeah. we used to always make fun of Steve for that. And uh, who knows, like a you know, decade later, it would come in handy. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and it was funny because we, we, we saw some of like the old like beef that used to exist. Oh, and like yeah. all the different names yeah so like uh chaotic whatever it was it again Colossal chaos. Colossal chaos. yeah c3 and stuff like that so like for especially for like nathan uh and i guess roy to an extent because he was a little bit later but like the yeah, you guys yeah. were like those guys were like reminiscing like oh my god i remember this stuff and whatever mm. And, yeah. Uh, oh, I think we were called something like chaotic rockers in between that actually. I think right. we yeah, yeah, there was like a weird I like literally did not remember that until right now like thinking back to all that stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I think there was some weird stage there. Yeah. But yeah. It was like really short shortly after the Yeah. But yeah, that was where like we saw all these crazy names and stuff. And there was a little bit about like I forget what the crew was. Something foundation. It was like oh. uh, Muse and and right uh, Dan Dan, Dan yeah re, yeah re, system uh, system yeah sorry reflex yeah. something reflex yeah 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 foundation or something like that yeah um, I think that's I think that might have been it yeah 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 yeah, yeah. and uh, yeah that was a funny story with Dan too like uh, he had quit dancing. and then we were going down to because um, he was in a crew like early he had beef with like NBC. Those were the two crews, actually. Sorry. There was one other crew. I, I, I When I said only Steve, there was one other group at Vic High. So it was like a high school mm-hmm. who, um, uh, this was like all before I started dancing, but they had like, there was one other crew and they would battle all the time, apparently. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was like Ajax and um, System uh, Dan and a few other guys would battle them. And I think I battled them like once. They were like on their way out when I got there. Right. Um, so yeah, there was like one other kind of strand of uh, b-boying other that wasn't under Steve. Sorry. And uh, um, system like kind of 
he he went away from it for a long time and then like one time we ran into him and told him we were going to plu and he's like i'm gonna get practice i'm gonna come with you guys and enter with you and so he did and then like he did i don't know he could still be dancing to this day him and rory became he, good buddies and, yeah, yeah he he moved out to montreal and joined yeah, fresh yeah. format that's like one of the big crews out in montreal yeah yeah was, yeah yeah i don't think he's like dancing so much now but mm -hmm. yeah he was dancing yeah. still for a while yeah 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 that it was, it was uh crazy how much that sparked and he was just like when he got back then he just started like training man it was yeah. like uh, and i think it'd been quite a few years like maybe like three years since he danced before that mm -hmm. yeah it was pretty cool to see it kind yeah. of reignite that spark in him yeah and i remember like but he's like an og victoria like, yeah yeah like before my time like oh, early, early, early. yeah like around steve's like mm -hmm. origin time yeah mm -hmm. um yeah, and like I remember meeting Muse, and he was really dope. Even though he yeah he, he was cool. yeah he was like yeah. not really dancing at that point, but mm -hmm. yeah. And then I never met Ajax, but I know about him through like people making jokes about like how he top rocked or something like yeah, that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like looking yeah. around or something like that. <laughs> <Nathan> <laughs> yeah. That's the my only <laughs> reference is Nathan doing the Ajax yeah. top rock. Yeah, holding his hat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, looking yeah. around. <laughs> Yeah. Nathan could like like year like he hadn't danced in years. Nathan could do his top rocks like so good. Yeah, Nathan was always good at like imitating other people for some reason. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, anyway, I think that's a good spot to finish. It was really really fun to, <laughs> yeah, just hear you know the stories and hear about your art too. That was really cool mm -hmm. and just put your perspectives on on uh, creativity and 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 art and and that kind of stuff. But yeah, it was also just really fun to catch up yeah. and reminisce about these silly times and i hope that oh. it was entertaining for for people watching and listening and uh hopefully that inspires you to not be so serious and yeah. be a bit of a goof sometimes yeah so, yeah totally yeah. yeah um do you have any last things that you want to say or any ways that people if they want to follow your um artwork or whatever they can do that yeah, so um, my website's currently uh, kind of getting redone, but uh, I, I'm on uh, Instagram at Salish. Uh, so it's all underscores in between these words. It's Salish artist Dylan Thomas. Um, and uh, yeah, there's uh, kind of my, a lot of my portfolio is kind of up there. So yeah, mm -hmm. if you want to check that out, that'd be great. Yeah, it's really cool. I was checking out the other day. It's cool to see what you're doing right now. Yeah, I was trying to share your stuff. Okay. Oh, thanks, brother. Yeah, cool, cool people doing cool things. Yeah, mm -hmm. um, but yeah, thanks so much for doing this. I thank you everybody for listening and watching, and we'll see you in the next one. Okay. Sounds good. Peace. Thanks everybody for listening, and I really hope you enjoyed the talk. If you like what you heard, please feel free to check out some of the older episodes and help spread the word about the podcast. If you really want to go that extra mile, please consider supporting on Patreon at www.patreon.com slash RazzyF2, R-A-Z-Z-Y-F-2. Even as little as a dollar goes a long way, and it means a lot to have your support. Thanks for listening, and we'll catch you on the next one. Peace.